Welcome to me in. Ha-ha! It looks like the bard is about to begin. I'll pour ya an owl over the stories, fables, and tales about the swords, sickles, and spells in the depths of the swells. So take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Caratrust Inn. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales. I'm your host and dungeon master, Mike. And to my left, we have... Hello, this is Ryan. I'll be playing Kincaid. Last episode, Kincaid was experimenting being in Dorma, trying to get used to being in that space. Just a feeling he's going to be there soon. And learned how to open and close rifts, thanks to Red. That's me. This is Nick. I will be playing Basso, the half-orc barbarian. Last episode, Basso spent some time testing his limits around rifts, you know, to see, like, how far away... Or how close he can get to it before, you know, he goes ballistic and loses his mind. and Leaves the people he loves behind. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's what he mostly focused on. I think he tried to close, or he tried to open a rift, but that, I don't think he's there yet. I don't know if he'll ever get there. So, I don't know. We'll see. Well, hello. I'm Sam, and I play Woods, also known as Red currently. Last time we played, yeah, I taught Kincaid how to close a rift. Honestly was just healing to be 100% honest with you I feel like she was down from a couple of hit points she also learned that she can teleport back to the temple of her goddess when she's in Dorma so that was kind of big but yeah we're just we're pumped because we're all healed up got all of our spell slots back and uh ready to go yes last time we left off you guys were just hitting the open ocean you're going to be going over to the Elven Kingdom of Kostrum, but you're going up and around Charco Bay because that's where the pirates are kind of most active. I think it was Captain Brandon had a shipment of fine furniture and jewelry from the new elves that he wanted to deliver to the high elf city. Are we going back to Vaso in Woods or are we going to stick with Mac and Red? I think we keep our disguises. Okay. Because, I mean, we're wanted by the Order and they're everywhere. So Yeah, okay. Then she's probably going to continue to like shave her head and do all those things. So during that long rest, you would have kept up your disguises. Yeah. And Basta is going to continue How's to grow. beard? Yeah, he's going to continue to grow his beard. Roll a charisma check. A three. All right. So <laughs> Basta's beard is very patchy. Kincaid has a beard. He's going to take a dive and bring you up some like sea, like salt type. Like lotion. Foam. And- okay. Like, rub that in. Yeah. You'll yeah. give you some volume. Some like skin, like exfoliant or something. Yeah. Is this right. what Kincaid help. does? Heck yeah. I need everybody to roll a, let's do a D10. Oh, that's new. Oh my gosh, that dice no one ever uses. Unless you're to, a oh, barbarian. I'm going to use the that's a 12. percentile one. Percentile one? Yeah, just for fun. An eight. I got a 10, yep. I think. No, what's a zero? Oh, great. Ten. Zero is a, a 10. I got a 10. Yeah, I got a one. All righty. So, Woods. You are going to determine what happens on our first day out at sea with our random encounter improv template. Oh, golly. Okay. We already did that. We're exfoliating, (laughs) growing our beards. We're pondering people's looks. Trying to help them grow their beards. Yeah. How much more you want from us? I want to make some clam, like hair picks, put in our, you know, hair and, you know, be great. Did you roll an eight? I rolled an eight. I want to re-roll. Something scenic. I hate the scenic ones. So boring. They are so boring. Sorry. This is great. We love it. <laughs> 12. We're creating an ally at dusk. So we are on a big boat, right? We're in our big boat. 
Yep, you're in a big boat. It's just been retrofitted, so it has a cannon, some catapults, oh, some and a uh, warship, anti-ramming. Yeah, the scenic park. It, it doesn't matter. We're creating a new ally, so I'm feeling like, like there's probably another ship at dusk, and maybe something is happening. It is a private yacht, so a fancy private yacht that had its fishing nets out and a whale, like a, a large, a small whale got caught in it. So we're gonna help them stabilize the ship and free this whale. Yeah, Kinkay would jump in the water and cut out the whale or whatever he needs to do. So the whale's trying to like tip over this big, expensive, fancy ship. They're really struggling because it's a yacht, right? Like they don't really have deckhands. So that's when we kind of jump in. You're in the water, we jump on their deck over there and try to like help cut the net and do all the things. This will be interesting. So you guys see a yacht that's out in the distance under distress. And you pull up next to it and you recognize that it's not like a warship. So you feel kind of safe doing that. And you see that it is a nobleman from Black Bay Harbor. And he is shouting orders, but he doesn't really know what he's saying. Kincaid, you can tell that's not quite right. And you look out and you see a lot of tabaxi that are kind of running around on the ship as well. And they kind of know what they're doing a little bit more. They're helping the crew out, but they don't really want to jump in the water. So they're kind of at a loss. And you kind of catch wind that there is a whale that's been caught in their fishing nets and it's kind of like pulling them all over the place. Kincaid, you're going to jump in the water. and Yeah, I'll start cutting the nets. As a triton, I can communicate simple ideas to water creatures, but I can't understand them in turn. So I think I can go down there to the whale and try to, like, calm it, reassure it, start messing with the net and start cutting it. You realize that it was freaking out, and the reason it kept swimming erratically is because it was trying to find a way to escape. You're able to use your triton ability and kind of calm it down, and you cut it free, and it swims away. In the meantime... Vaso and Woods, as you guys are on the deck, you look over and you see that the traveling tabaxi troop has kind of organized itself a little bit. And you see that there is a banner on the side of the ship that says JNR's traveling tabaxi troop, which you would know is Nomis's traveling troop. I want to like hit Vaso in the stomach and like point it out and like my heart stops. <laughs> sucker, sucker punch him. Like, no. like, like, smack him. It's like, like look, I, I know we're not getting along. No, just but geez. look, look, look. Good thing Kincaid's in the water. Look, will you? Is that? That's Nomis's. Yeah. That's, the, his old Tabex or his traveling troop group, right? Do you think they they know him? Let, let's get this boat secure first, and then we'll we'll talk okay. to him. All right, we're gonna do that. So we're gonna handle the whale situation. Okay. Well, Kincaid's kind of handling the whale situation. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So the boat's kind of been managed. So it's calmed down now. I'm going to say King Kate's probably in there for a while, swimming around with the whales. Oh, like he's just like left us? Yep. I assume that's what he Yeah, he, he offered do. me a ride. He, yeah. he kind of gave me the, you I'm fine. You see a whale jump out and Kincaid's riding it. Yeah, watch the blowhole. <laughs> I'm fine. So, Jumping out of the water all Baywatch style. Oh, my yeah. hair is glistening from all the sea salt. Your amazing beard. Yeah, it's just glistening in the sunlight. Like, oh, my gosh. For some reason, there's like music playing behind you. Realize it's the, the traveling troop. It's the traveling troop. So what are you guys doing? Lands on the boat. Wow, you don't wow. have to do anything if you don't want to. I just wanted to put put it out there, see if you guys interacted. I mean, I guess we're going to start. We'll absolutely start talking to people. Okay. Who are you talking to? Uh, uh, who's next to me? So it's Captain Andrew James of the 
yacht. Thanks for your help. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, of course. We really didn't do anything. It's our buddy down there who, well, who did it all. Yeah, he seems like a pretty good sailor. He seems to be really enjoying the wildlife. I think so. It's a really nice boat you got here. Yeah, we're captaining it for Lady Catherine. She's a noble of Black Bay Harbor. And Like, you say that, and I, like, shoot my eye to Basso and instantly, again, pit drops in my stomach when he says Black Bay Harbor. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is really fancy. Did you, And you brought your own entertainment, it looks like? Yeah, Lady Catherine's a big fan of J&R's traveling to Baxi Troop. She just likes to she just likes to bring them around. So she she just hired them to come hang out. Yeah, yeah, we do these for every once in a while. I mean, we charter this quite a bit for some nobles. They you know pay for a nice week out on the seas, fishing, taking in the sights, seeing the scenery. We like to bring entertainment, you know, so that if it gets we need to mix it up and liven it up with some music or put a play on. And right now, the traveling troop was in town, so we uh, grabbed them. So you guys are just cruising along? Yep, I'm just cruising along. I'm going to go uh, talk to the traveling troop guys, if, if you don't mind, if that's okay. Sure, yeah. They seem to be settling down since uh, the boat's no longer rocking as much. They're not a real big fan of the water, I don't think, so they're kind of getting a little nervous with the you know, the boat whipping around about. Is Lady Catherine the first on the ship? Yeah, that's who we're charting it for. Oh my gosh, I would... Love to meet her. Sure, we can meet her. Okay. I'm going to go talk to the traveling troop. So we will do Vaso first. I'll walk over and is it clear who's in charge or is there like a leader or no? Yes, there would be a leader. <laughs> Let me run through Ryan's backstory real fast. The biggest cap. The, the lead singer or? Please say it's Lionel. Is your backstory full of just musicians? Uh, yeah. Lionel Greytail, yep. <laughs> and Garf. Lionel and Garf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whenever Garfunkel this- is just yeah, too yeah. Yeah. obvious, <laughs> so like, why not Garf? Yeah, you see a one of like an older Tabaxi. You sense that everyone's kind of circling around as they're talking and making sure everything is still on board. Nothing's been thrown overboard or shifted or anything like that or broken. And you just hear him kind of chiding amongst himself as you approach. Yeah, I'll, so I'll just kind of walk up to him, and be like, "Hey, hey, uh, you guys, you guys okay?" I'm- yes, thank you. Yeah, no, no problem, no problem. Did you guys? Or is it you guys that stopped this boat from just wailing around? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it was mostly my my traveling companion. Oh, that one, and you see him like yeah, hop out of the water. Yeah, he, he seems to be having a really fun time. Yep. Yeah, this is this is his wheelhouse. So yeah, he, he looks like he really enjoys the water. I don't like the water at all. Yeah, not not so much. No, for you. no. I've actually heard of you guys. Oh, you have. I guess yeah. we do try to hit a lot of the capitals up and show our performances, and he does like a little stance. So I, I'm, I was actually friends with somebody who used to be part. Oh, really? His name is Nomis. Oh, my son. You, you know, you know Nomis. We haven't heard from him in a while, so we've been um, wondering what's going on with him. So Vasto is just—he's stunned. He, he doesn't know how to react. I, also, like, is Nick? <laughs> yeah. How did you? Uh, how, how did you know? I mean, I know he's in the Order of Light, so does he like still perform in like bars and stuff? He looks like really excited. So I'm gonna be like, I, can you come over here? Like, I think you need to sit down. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and right. basically, I, I'm gonna tell him that he's missing right now. What do you mean he's missing? So we like he's we missing. Think, we he, think he's on the other side, like, like Dorma. He he went. Is like on a mission. Does, we we think he was taken by the by, pirates. By the c- pirates and the what? truth seers. What? 
what are the truth seers? What are the pirates? I don't. Yeah, how it, do you, it's, it's how kind do you know this? Because I was I was with them, and I was I, I was actually in the order with them. You're in the order. Were you were you well, part of his okay troop? Okay, his- I, I need you to do me a favor and not tell anybody. Because we're, Shut I'm, up. I'm, I know you I'm talking. I, I just you are just spiraling. Yeah. you are spiraling. I'm talking way too much here. It's, I mean, but it's so so your character. Yeah, he, he's totally gonna screw up here. Yeah. It's fine. But yeah, let's let's. Just, yeah. Oh he was in your. Were you part of his troop? No, that's okay. not what it's called. So, What's it called? Wing? No, clan? Clan? Part of his clan? Yes, we were part of the. We were in the same class that came through. Like we were part of the same recruiting group. Why? Why haven't they told us? What? How long has he been missing for? Is that why you're out here? Are you looking for him? You said he was a pirate. Yes. So we're we're looking for Nomis. Between you and me, like you can't tell anybody this because I kind of betrayed the order. And you see him get kind of aggressive. He's like, "Did you take Nomis?" No. And he's like standing up and. Approaching you? No, we didn't. We're looking for Nomis. You're because he's my friend. Okay, so he's my friend, and we are looking for him. But you said you betrayed the order, so you're not because you're not okay, on so, orders so from the, the order. So the order thinks that, that he is dead, and I, we we think that they are trying to cover that up. He is very confused at the moment, so he's not saying anything because in this world, the order is kind of like the I know perfect goodness. Should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm glad I'm riding a whale. <laughs> I'm never coming out of the galley. Like, I see you two from a window. And, and you see him get depressed and you're like, oh, no. And I'm just like, well, we're going to get arrested again. Yeah. Look, you are the friend or the father of one of our best friends. What? And I wouldn't tell you that unless I, I trusted you. Okay. I can... You said he's with pirates, maybe. So we need to. I mean, we haven't seen any pirates. We've been out here for. Yes, we're we're looking for them. We're it's a work in progress. We're okay. So I I, I wanted you to know because that's your son. Thank you for letting me know. I, it makes sense. He hasn't reached out to us in a while. Normally, he's pretty good about writing and letting us know what's going on. I apologize for that, but glad I could tell you, and I'm glad I could let you know as keep uh, update you on what's going on. Is there anything that we can do to help? Should we ask the order? Like try to nope, get nope, the get the not. ball rolling in that area? Nope. nope. Just do not talk to the order. It's just you, you gotta trust me on this. Go ahead and roll an insight check. Okay. <laughs> Did you crit fail? You believe that he's taking it pretty smoothly and it's gonna stay between you. This is not going well <laughs> at all. I don't know what you mean. I do love that like this is your character. Like your yeah. character is so rooted in family that like, you know, like, d- like his dad needed to know. Yeah. Like, so you're playing this really well. All right. We're going to switch gears as the conversation was getting a little bit more depressing outside. <laughs> so Lady Catherine, what is, she's a noble. How do you woods know Lady Catherine? Like, what is she known for in Black Bay Harbor? Well, I was going to ask you, I was going to just ask to roll a history check and have you tell me. Okay, throw it back at me. I got an eight. You got an eight. Lady Catherine owns one of the beauty salons. She owns the Beehive. It's been operational now for about 50 years. Oh, wow. So it's pretty established and it's kind of a world known products. You enter into the estate room and Lady Catherine is sitting on kind of a fainting couch. She has two 
What are the ladies that are like learning? Like a lady in waiting. Like lady a lady in waiting. In waiting. Yeah, yeah. And they are fanning her with these two big palms. Oh, was that you that finally got this boat settled? Well, well yes, it was my, actually my friend in Woods is going to curtsy. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. I, thank you so much. I just... It is traditional to introduce yourself. Oh, hi. I'm Red. And she kind of like points to her glasses. Oh, I, I like what you're doing there. Stylish. Thank you. And she goes to whip her hair and then realize she doesn't have any. So that just feels awkward. <laughs> it looks awkward. Too. Yeah, it feels awkward. <laughs> I've heard so much about you back in Black Bay Harbor that I just, I just, I've always wanted to meet you. Oh, well, what have you heard? I just heard that- it's the jibber jabber out in the streets. <laughs> well, you know that you're just so stylish and that your salons are just so exclusive and so hard to get into. Yes, we try to align with that upper echelon. Absolutely. And she's like kind of walking. She's like moving around the estate room now. And she's like, I just, I've also just never really been on a cruise ship before. And I just wanted to just see the things. And Oh, you should totally do it. This is a, a great company. They take you out for about a week at a time. They prepare all the foods, you get fresh seafood. They even bring entertainment. We got this traveling troupe. They're just fantastic. I love them. Yes, it's the most relaxed. I try to do it every year. I love that just for to you. Get away from the business side and just relax. Man, it has been some time since I've been to Black Bay Harbor. How are things going there? Is the the orders there, right? They have a big. Oh yes, the orders got a really big presence there, so you always feel super safe. Yes. Go ahead and roll a insight check. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, she seems sincere that she feels safe at Black Bay Harbor. Okay. Who's the head of it now? Oh, we just got a replacement. They just, I mean, normally it's every few, like every five years they yeah. replace it, but they did an emergency, well, not an emergency, but a honored replacement of, do you know Benson? Oh, no. I mean, I don't really keep up that much yeah. with uh, with it. I just, I thought I heard some rumblings that there's some things had changed. Yeah, I used to, he was a, a I guess his story, it's fantastic. He used to be a shock trooper, and he was like oh. really high in the ranks. She's like He's eating the grapes that hero. are on the table. You might have, you might know him as the hero of Black Bay Harbor. Oh wow! He had that title. That was decades ago, and then he just, he just saved us again recently. So they what happened? Him. How, like, how did he save? Well, there was this huge rift that appeared, and he sacrificed arm and leg, and just took care of everything himself and wow in response he was promoted to high lord commander so he's running all of the order now oh my gosh i mean what is it like to just be in the presence of a semi-god i i'm Ugh. super excited i keep sending him invites to the spa but he always turns them down wow you know men Yes, they don't know how to relax. They don't know how. And she's now like sitting down, like on the floor, <laughs> cross-legged, eating these like grapes that are like they're gal pals. Yeah. So, and yeah, like I said, we, we haven't been back to Black Bay Harbor in a while and just just wanted to make sure it felt safe. Right. Like there's no like, is there a lot of like guardsmen out walking the streets these days or is it just kind of you know, how it was a few years ago? She kind of turns to look at one of her ladies in waiting to let her answer because... Well, she won't tell you, but you get the sense that it's because she doesn't really go out yeah, in the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the lady-in-waiting would tell you that it seems pretty normal. It was a little bit high alert right after the rift attack, but after that, it, it settled down pretty quickly. Okay. And is Betsy's beef leather still there? I don't know. She what, looks at I the... I don't know what that is. She looks at the lady-in-waiting. 
And she like yeah. enthusiastically oh. nods. <laughs> if you have not had, well, I will tell you, Lady Catherine, with all due respect, you should get yourself some beef leather. It, well, thank you. I, I'm going to leave you to your fanning and your, your maids here. Thank you so, so much. We're so happy that we were able to save your cruise ship. And if there's anything else we could ever do, just please let us know. I think I have something for you guys. Oh. She has one of her lady waiting go over to like like a makeup station. Mm-hmm. And she rifles through things and she comes back with a couple of coupons oh. to the beehive. Oh, perfect. And then she like kind of hits her head like because she has no hair. She's like, well, maybe a, a nice hot oil scalp massage would work. Yes, those are always nice. I would love Thank you so much. And she's going to leave. All right. Sounds good. That's how you get useful information. <laughs> he did a great no, job. No, you did a great job. Kincaid, is there anything you wanted to do? Sorry. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you just like jump back on the boat. I'm gonna probably say goodbye to my whale friend, give him like a you know little salute, and then get back aboard the Jacques. Make guys, sure everything's tidy up. And as a thank you, you guys get some fresh fruit and vegetables. Just probably you guys were just at port, so it's not that big of a deal. But Kincaid, you would know that for people that are on the seas for a really long time, that's a really nice like gesture. So as soon as we're back on the boat and we are. More than earshot away. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I'm gonna rush over. Kincaid, wow, great job freeing the whale, man. Oh, that's all. It's all about free the whales, you know. Yeah. They're really cool to ride on. Next time, maybe I can convince one to. And she just you, looks at you. you one ever, what? Have you ever ridden a whale? Uh, no. They're fun. I know. I try to not swim. Have you guys seen her? She has not been in the water. You swam at with uh, Quinton. Yeah, you did. Oh yeah, you oh, did yeah, yeah, Swimming was your thing. Oh yeah, swimming is my thing. Oh. That, was your, like that, was, that was your I'm other character. I'm more of a pond gal. You don't like, you have a fear of uh, open ocean. Open ocean, yeah, because whales. Because the whales. Because things eat, there's things that eat whales. I'm just saying. And she's going to like turn to Vaso. <laughs> be like, listen, I don't know what conversation you were having, but I have some really great information, but I'll be 100% that honest. That Gnomus is dead. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's awkward. And I, I might have slipped up and compromised us. Okay, well, I'm going to put mine on the back burner. It's also a bombshell, by the way, but what? It, that, that was Nomus's dad. Like Nomus Nomus? Like our Nomus? Our Nomus. His father. His father. Okay, what do you mean you slipped up? I told him that I was with Nomus in the Order and that we okay. are no longer part of the Order. That's it? Just those two things? Well, yeah, we're, we're... Did you tell him he was dead? No, 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 no. I told him that we were looking for him. But we're not a part of the Order. Yeah, but... You know, he questioned why we weren't part of the order anymore. And, and we what had to leave. Did you tell him? We we basically had to leave the order. We we, we betrayed the order. You told him that? Yes. Oh, it's just like oh, now boy. staring at Kincaid. Well, I don't. Where's, I didn't tell. I didn't tell whale? him her name, so. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. What, just, what did I just? T- what did I tell you a few days ago? I require adult supervision. <laughs> At yes, all times. I know. Okay. I, I I told him that I told him this in confidence because he was Nomus's father and that I'm, you know, a family man. And yeah. and I, I asked him to keep that to himself. Oh, oh, good. She's pacing now. Great. Okay. So to catch everyone up. I used to think up. drama, like, followed you all, but <laughs> I think you all create it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's like, that's what Kincaid's. I think he's just like, you all just stir the pot, you know? New rule. 
we don't talk to people alone. Hey, I was trying to wail. I don't know what you're talking so, about. So, okay. Well, also, fun fact. You know Benson? Yeah. Yeah, he's the Lord... <laughs> Your <Com> uncle. <laughs> yeah, my, my uncle. You know, speaking of the, the family man you are, he's now the Lord Commander of the Order of Light. Like, mm -hmm. the highest ranking person. He's basically a god. And he's looking for us. Wait, your uncle wants you dead or alive? Was that the poster? Yeah. Or was that the professor that wanted you dead or alive? The Everyone wants me dead. Y'all have so many wanted the, the posters. The professor wants her alive. The professor it's... wants me alive. The, the order wants me dead. Or alive. Or alive. Or alive. Man. And Benson... That was just yours. No, Vasa's was alive. And Benson is now basically a god. And he's hunting us. Or maybe that was the old Lord Commander that sent that out. Maybe we can give him benefit of the doubt. I don't know. I'm I was just saying no. He said it was Kincaid's standard. Lady, <laughs> Lady Catherine said it was abrupt that the change happened. That Benson became Lord Commander right after he gave his limbs. We watched him turn into the flying gold thing, and then I was arrested, and then I turned into a deity. I almost tried to kill people. Or you turned into a deity, and then or a, a, a god or whatever it was, yeah. and then they arrested. Well, they arrested you. Then let you go, and then I turned, and then you turn into the then thing, I turn into and a then they arrested you again, and they arrest me again, yeah. and they were gonna kill me. And Life is so much me. simpler on the whale. Yeah. <laughs> and she's literally just gonna like sit down. Yeah, Vasa's gonna sit down too. Because <laughs> well, he just realized his uncle is like the head of the order, so he's like, like he's not telling anybody this. He yep. think this is his thought in his head. You know, cause he did get that note. Yep. Got, or that, he got the that, message. That message that, you know. could have went back. Yep. I could have went back. Are you going to pull out your letter and kind of lick it over? I don't, I don't want anybody else yeah, to see it, so I'm, I'm going to. You're I, done oversharing for yeah, today? Yeah, I'm, I'm done oversharing. <laughs> He's reached his quota. Yeah. <laughs> Hit his limit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Who would have thought a stupid yacht cruise ship with a whale? I did. That was supposed <laughs> to be scenic. <laughs> this is such a good. And you created Did you ally? mention to them where we were heading? I mentioned nothing about us. I asked okay. a lot of questions. All right. I well, got information. I, let's let's just go. Where are we going? We're going to the kingdom of the elves, Kestrun. Okay, we're not going to Black Bay Harbor. Right? I can't go. No. To I'm not. Well, ready. I'm not taking y'all to Black Bay Harbor. So. <laughs> I'm not ready. One of us has to have some sense. Well, y'all have fun figuring out what just happened to you all. How I got. No I got. I got work to do. Kincaid's going to leave. Make sure everything's safe. He's doing his patrol thing. He knows the pirates are still out there. So. How was Nomus's dad? How was that for you? Oh my gosh. He was, well, he was worried about him because he hadn't heard from him, which I'm kind of confused now that I think about it because from my understanding, Nomus, he got separated from his troop. Yeah. Like, didn't his troop, like, didn't they get attacked or something and he was looking for them the whole time? I feel like as the DM, I need to introduce because you would know as the character. Nomus his troop did get attacked and one of their members went missing which was Grace Ragamuffin yeah they also found out in that encounter that Nomis had the gift of light and he had an interaction with the fey goddess Baldana that gave him a dagger and told him to go to Black Bay Harbor that's what brought him to the Order of the Light and then we all know the dagger had some significance that we're not quite sure of it was okay. also a wooden dagger, like your wooden bow. Yeah, so I'm going to bring that up. So as we're, like, kind of retelling the story, like, I pictured Vaso and I are filling in all these gaps. Wait, wasn't that dagger wood? And she's going to pull out her 
wooden bow. Yeah. So you think it's the same as this? I think there might be artifacts of yeah. the gods. Yeah. Goddesses. Okay. So that he was still communicating with his father. Well, his father said that he hadn't heard from him in a while, which you know, he, didn't did, ask, he, did, he did. You didn't ask how long it's been? No. That's right. At that point, I realized that I had slipped up, so I was kind of, I mean, kind of freaking out on I the know, inside. I know, a bit. but like, I don't know if you really did slip up. I don't I, know how bad it would I, be I, if I they started like asking questions. I, I, I asked them, you know, not to notify the order. Yeah. And I feel pretty confident that he's not. Okay. I mean, we were really good friends with him, and Nomus was a really good guy. So I'm. I'm I, sure. I just couldn't. I couldn't go without telling. Yeah. Him, no. Like that's Nomus's dad. Like I gotta. Yeah, I respect that. God, that had been so hard for you. We're just going to sit there and hang out. Hey, guys, it's Sam. I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank you so much for listening. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet, we really strongly encourage you to check out our website at caradresstales.com. You'll find links there for our Discord and our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us at at caradresstalesdnd. This is where we post a lot of funny in-studio videos and um, photos of us here. Thank you so, so much for following along on this journey. I cannot believe we're already knee-deep in season two. Again, we really appreciate that you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with us. I hope you enjoy the show. About a day later, so you guys are still maybe a little bit depressed down, kind of confused on what's going to happen. Kincaid, you're giving them space. You know? Oh, I'm giving them a lot of space. Yep. You're doing your, <laughs> your like rounds. I'm telling a wave over here. <laughs> you're doing your rounds, and then the smell of gunpowder catches your nose first you have that ocean mist but then you kind of sulfury yeah, it kind of smells kinda. a little bit like black powder okay and then you start hearing some cannon shots then you start seeing some smoke that's what you are observing as the person on lookout okay what are you going to do with this information i want to make sure all hands are on deck make sure people are manning their posts getting their weapons the grease bags the catapults all that stuff and then have someone go down and get Red and Mac. Okay. As battle approaches. Battle approaches. Are hey, you do going? Do you have the big tattoo guy there? You do. Inky is Inky's his name. there. He was the chef, wasn't he? No, was tattoo guy. Inky was the tattoo guy. Oh. I don't remember if we named the chef. It could be the same person. Yeah, oh. I picture he's just tattooing <laughs> potatoes back there. That's how he practices. Yeah. All right, so you're going down. You guys get a runner. Kincaid said there's maybe pirates. He you needs your assistance. Okay. We're going right. to grab our stuff and go up. Run up. Okay. You guys run upstairs, and I assume you're getting closer to the battle. Okay. I, I think we would get close enough to see what was going on, and we can figure out if we need to engage or not. As you get closer to the battle, what you'll notice is you see that there is a large pirate ship that is flying the same flag that you're used to seeing on the pirates. But they are pretty well armed, and there is another boat that is in the water that is currently sinking. Only about the front half of the mast is sticking out of the water. And that's what you can make up from the distance that you're at. One of the ships is basically sunk. That one is flying the flag of the Merfolk Kingdom. <gasps> oh no. Oh wow. Which that you know is named Kararu. So it's flying, the ship that is sinking in the water is flying that flag. And that's all you can really make up from the distance you're at. We'll say you're 500 feet away at this point by the time you can see that. 
Well, Kincaid definitely has a connection with the merfolk, and he hates pirates, so I'm going to give you all a nod, like, y'all good? We're going to take on that battleship? Well, we got to save the merfolk. Okay. Let's do it. We're looking for your friend, too, right? Let's do it. Nomis? Yeah. Are are we looking for the pirates to get to... All right. She's going to take her bow out. I'm going to have the crew members take the grease bags and start to load them on the catapults. Okay. Sounds good. So you're getting everything lined up for your first wave of attack. Luckily for you, the pirates are busy kind of firing crossbows down into the water, you notice, and also still firing cannons at the sinking ship, kind of like they're just enjoying an overkill situation. So that's Not on my watch. So you guys are able to kind of start approaching them, and we'll say that when you get to within maybe 200 feet or so, you do see that one cannon does fire at your ship because there's, like, one guy that's like, oh, there's someone else coming. But it's going to take them a while to load up and turn and everything, so... You guys will get the first attack on the enemy ship if you want to. Yes. We roll initiative. Sure. Let's go ahead and roll initiative so we see what our order is. Oh, man. I have two enemies that I'm running. I got 23. Who's going to run initiative for us? I'll do it. 21. Okay, Woods and Nick Vaso, sorry. Uh, Kincaid, 20. Man, we're we're rolling high, man. All right, and I got six and nine, so my pirates will go last. How big is the boat? The boat is a little bit bigger than the Jacques is, so about 50% bigger than the Jacques. How big is Jacques? Jacques. In feet, preferably, is what I'm looking for here. In feet. Merchant ship at that time, maybe 50 feet, 40 feet, probably. Is the Jacques? Is the Jacques, yeah. So it's like a... 60 foot. 60 foot boat. Fire boat, yep. Okay. I'm going to cast <laughs> Silence on their boat. Okay. So I can cast it up to 120 feet away, so I'm assuming I can pick us point on their boat i'm thinking where like the bulk of the actions happening like maybe in the center of the boat where there's a bunch of cannons and things so i want to cast it so that for 10 minutes no sound can pass through so they can't hear orders they don't know what they're doing they can't each other and just like cause a bunch of confusion okay i'm hoping like their cannons will be disabled and stuff like that okay can you read the spell to me yeah it's called silence for the duration, no sound can be created within or passed through a 20-foot radius sphere centered on any point you choose within range. Any creature or object entirely inside the sphere is immune to thunder damage and creatures that are deafened while entirely inside of it. Casting a spell that includes verbal component is impossible there. It kind of quiets down because there was a lot of cannon fire and now majority of them are not making sound anymore. That is Woods' turn. There's confusion on the other boat when this happens. Uh, I think that brings us up to Vaso. Vaso. You guys are now, we've established 120 feet away. So Vaso is going to look around and on the, the the ship, the boat, is there like a swing or like a long rope? On your guys' ship? Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely rope and rigging on the, I can't remember what it is, the crossbars that you okay. would be able to swing on when you get close enough. Yeah. So he's going to basically get ready so that he can swing onto the Oh, you're just going to board the enemy boat. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, that ruins my plan. We're going to blow it up. He hasn't done anything yet because yeah, I'm, not close I'm to ready. Oh, okay. He's okay. ready so. the extra when the boat gets there to swing. Okay. Uh, King what are you doing? I am going to order. We have two catapults. I think, yes. Two catapults and one cannon. I'm going to instruct the crew to fire a grease bag near the helm. Okay. Near the front of the boat. And then one, like, is there three cannons on the enemy ship? Yeah. And then, we can say three. I think there's four in that picture, but three is fine. Whatever. And then have the other one aim towards the middle cannon. 
Okay, so you're trying to make the cannons hard to operate. Yeah. All right, go ahead and roll two d20s. One for we'll do the first one for the front. So roll one at a time. Okay. Nine plus whatever you want me to add. I think we'll just do straight rolls for this. Okay. Because we're just trying to get an idea of how it hits the boat and stuff like that. So we'll say that it hits the very front of the boat, so only half of the bag ends up on the front. Okay. And then the one that shot towards the middle. Seven. This dice sucks. Same <laughs> thing. It lands short of the boat, so the majority of the grease is on the outside, not on the decking, but on the side of the ship. Okay. All right. Perfect. I'm going to use a sorcery point and double the distance of a spell and cast Flaming Sphere. <laughs> you love that spell. I love it. I do. <laughs> Which uh, one are you hitting? I think the cannons first. Okay. So the side of the boat just ignites from that grease bag. But it is mostly the side of the boat, so the pirates are still able to move pretty easily on the deck. It's a five-foot diameter sphere, so I'm hoping it erupts a lot of the grease. Creatures take 2d6 fire damage on a failed dexterity saving throw. All right, let's go ahead and roll that uh, 2d6. I'll apply it to some of the... Five, three, eight. Eight damage, okay. Two of the pirates that were operating that cannon, they're not doing amazing because they're the deck hands, but... It's still going to take a little bit more for them to do. Uh, enemy ones are going to be the deck hands. The two that you just hit with the firebolt or the fireball are going to run away <laughs> from that. But then the other two, you see them quickly grab some bales of water and they are going to start working on putting out the fire. You kind of put together that this crew is a little bit more advanced than the prior crew. And then the other four deckhands. So you notice that there's eight deckhands in total. They move to the front of the ship. They haven't really seen your grease bag that's up there, but they have crossbow bolts and they're firing into the water. As you're getting closer, you realize that there are some merfolk that are swimming around, kind of like mermaids, swimming around in the water. And on the boat, kind of sinking, you see that there's one human that is kind of holding onto the mast and he's quite elderly. Okay. And then I guess my next enemy goes, there's one person that stands out to you guys, and that is because he's the only one that has started to climb the mast, but he also looks a lot smaller in stature than the other ones. So the deckhands are like, I picture him like big, strong pirate guys. This guy is more like robes. Wizard. Finer figure, and he is climbing up the mast. That brings us up to Woods. I guess the boat moved closer. We'll say you're 60 feet away now. Okay. We've decided I can... Cut, I can light my arrows on fire, right? We did. We okay. decided that as a ranger, you'd be able to figure out how to do that. Okay, I'm going to... Let me say it costs a bonus action, but that doesn't really matter. Okay, then I can't cast a spell and light them on fire. Yep. Okay. That's what I think I'm going to go with that okay, that's as fine. a balancing item. You're fine. I'm going to I'm gonna pull up my wooden bow, and I'm going to shoot fire arrows on the rest of the grease on the boat. Okay, sounds good. 25. That hits. And then do I just, I guess I roll damage right on that? Yes. We'll just do the same as your um, fire spell. 2d6. 2d6. Oh, you don't want, you don't want my arrow damage? You just want the fire? You said you were shooting the grease, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're not shooting the actual yeah. person. You're making an arrow effect. Nine. Nine. And then I'm going to do my second arrow for 22 and four more damage. All right. We'll just say mechanics-wise we'll do 13 damage to those deckhands that were at the front. Okay. You just combine it. Okay. So I don't know how that would work because it's catching on fire. You're not shooting the actual person. So you're like, you're shooting well, the face twice. Like, shoot a different spot? Sure. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. So you make the fire a little bit faster. Yeah. Hence, yep, yeah, that works for me. 
Okay. All right, Vasa, you're within 60 feet. Can I make it? <laughs> I kind of want to let you just so that we get you moving. So okay. we'll say that you get a running start and you get a nice like pendulum swing and you're just going to like have to jump the last like 20 feet onto the right. other boat. The aerial things with can uh, I cantrip Amelia gust? paid off. You can cantrip gust. I'm gonna, I see this. I'm going to cantrip a little gust to help you, a little wind to help you. That's perfect because he's going to be doing an acrobatics roll and you can roll help. help. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. Acrobatics roll. Seven. Okay, hold Seven. on. Oh, well, I got a one. That's you, eight. What you do you add? You got to add your aerobics. Your acrobatics. I did. Sorry. Oh, you I did? did? Do yeah. I get to add I, mine I, too? Oh, heck yeah. I got a five on that. So uh, you can add six. You're seven. So 14. 14. All right. 14, you're going to make 13. it. 13. <laughs> 13. Not going to make it. Just kidding. 13, you are going to make it. But you're going to take 1d6 worth of bludgeoning damage as you don't quite land as gracefully as you were expecting. Your Black Widow landing. Yeah, did not. Like, no, yeah. Didn't the, go. the haircut in your face, uh, yeah. like the, the sea salt, the beard, the, it's the, beard. the, the patchy beard, the one long off. strand in Just, your beard. Yeah, got stuck on the rope. <laughs> so you are on the boat now. As soon as he lands, like he kind of lands off and like hurts a little bit, and he gets like kind of angry and just goes into rage. Yes. All right, I love it. All right, so you're raging on this boat. Yeah. And then he's going to swing at the closest guy. There, You are not hurting for enemies at the moment. They are prevalent around you. So pick away and swing away. All right. 22. <laughs> 22 hits. <laughs> he's raging for sure. 12. I'm going to say that since we had just declared that one of the guys that was on fire ran to the back, that's the one that you landed right next to you. Okay. So you were able to down that first pirate that you encountered. And he turns into a dark shard. Is the acrobatic thing, was that a turn? That was your bonus action. Okay. So you, you took an attack action, and as a barbarian, you can take a double attack when you attack. Okay. So I'll attack the next closest guy. 17. 17 hits. 12 damage. This guy was not one of the ones that was lit on fire before, so he takes the damage and is ready to just attack back at you. And that brings us up to Kincaid. All right. Where's my flaming sphere in relation to Vaso? It is on the side of the ship, and Vaso is now a little bit on the back of the ship. Okay. I'm going to go north then, away right. from Vaso. Sounds good. But first, I want to see if I can instruct the merfolk to bring the old man towards our ship. Okay. So you're going to try to talk to the merfolk. Go ahead and roll. What would be a charisma-based... To try to give commands to a performance, a different ship. You know what I mean? Performance. I can go with persuasion. Persuasion. Let's do persuasion. It's a plus three, no matter what. So, natural twenty. All right. Yeah. So they would recognize your ship as, especially now you've already attacked the pirate ship as an ally and not another enemy. So they're able to round up the old guy, and it's going to take more than a turn to get over there, just because he is old. Yeah. <laughs> so. He's not quite nimble, but they start moving him over there, and then your sphere is starting to go up I'm on just, the ship. I'm just bowling right down. Trying to bowl the middle. It's just going to go 30 feet, probably towards the end of the boat. Okay, go ahead and roll your damage. 2d6, I think it is. 2d6. I'm going to roll deck saves to see Four. if they dive out of the way at all. Six damage. Six damage. I'm going to say two of them kind of dove out of the way, so they're only going to take half of that. And then the other two weren't fast enough, so they got the full run of the six damage. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can do. So that's a concentration spell. I could cast another concentration spell, right? 
No, you can only have one concentration spell at a time, but you can cast anything that is not a concentration spell. And it's a bonus action to move your sphere, right? As a bonus action, yeah. Okay, okay so, so I, have an action, I right? could cast another spell then. Yep. I'm not liking this hooded figure guy. He's about uh, halfway at the mats at this point because he's not climbing as fast. I'm going to cast a uh, magic missile at him. Okay. It's a guaranteed hit, if I remember correctly. The darts all strike simultaneously, and you can direct them to hit one creature or several. They all automatically hit because you're within range. Magic Missile is an awesome spell. doesn't do a lot of damage, but it's nice well, to... Well, I'm going to cast it as a second level. All right. does more damage now. <laughs> so I get one more dart. So that's four. 4d4 plus one. Force damage. It's plus one per each dart, right? I think that's how the spell reads. It's 1d4 plus one per dart. A dart deals 1d4 plus one damage. Yep. So it's going to be four plus whatever the four rolls are. Four. Eight. Three. Eight. So 11 damage. Four, yeah, because you already added the total. Yeah. All right. The mage <laughs> takes 11 <laughs> damage as he slows his climb a little bit more. Um, I was hoping the force damage would throw him off. Uh, we could do a deck save to see. All right. He does fall and takes an additional <laughs> six bludgeoning yeah. damage. I would say Vasa. I saw that roll. It was a one. <laughs> Vasa, I would. I saw it too. Vasa, I would say you hear a thud, but it's silence on the boat, so you don't notice. Yep. <laughs> so, and that brings us up to our enemies. Vasa, you're going to be a little bit swarmed here since you boarded a boat, and there's a fireball on the other side of the boat, so they probably don't want to be there anyways. So you are going to be swarmed by four enemies. So you guys see Vasa swing over, start swinging away, but then quickly they realize that there's somebody to hit as they drop their crossbows and pick up their swords. Six is probably going to miss you. Correct. Uh, 16. 16 hits. All right. You are going to get seven damage. And I'm going to take half because I'm raging, right? Yep. Oh, good dice, Mike. Yeah, I got to roll that oh, I, You got to watch the DM on his dice I rolls. got a crit fail on that one. So that guy is going to hit the mage with the... He's going to step on the mage when he's coming over to hit you. Mage is going to get down by his party. And then the last guy, 14 to hit. Misses. All right. No miss. Go ahead and roll. Oh. Sorry. Kincaid. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Kincaid, go ahead and roll a d20 for the uh, two pirates that stayed at the top. They're attacking the merfolk, and I'm curious uh -oh. to see if they're going to kill one or not. 20. Okay. <laughs> now I roll my 20s and a 6. All right. So... One of the merfolk people is going to get killed. The other one's going to quickly get away. So there were three merfolk, and now there's two. Where are they at with the old man? We'll say that one of them that was helping the old man is the one that bit the bullet because he was focused on, you know, trying to get the guy. But they have got him kind of on like a little piece of timber, and they are now in the water moving towards you. Okay. Enemy three is going to get back up and start trying to climb the mast again because that's what he thinks he needs to do. So he's going to get about halfway up the mast since he's now been shot and has half movement. So maybe he makes it a quarter of the way up. Uh, I guess I need to clarify. Kincaid, are you having the boat continue to get closer? Or are you going to try no. to stay? What distance are you going to try to keep the boat from the pirate boat? I think 60 feet. 60 feet, okay. Okay, so I'm going to... I assume the side of the boat 60 feet, but that little pointy thing's maybe closer, like 20 feet closer. Pointy thing like the front. The front. Uh, we that. we forgot about some of the archers and stuff on our ship. If you wanted to do that, they learned how to oh, fire, yeah, but yeah. I don't know if they would. I don't Ishmael think they were, well, and we decided they weren't going to try to shoot people though. Yeah. 
So we'll say that they did shoot some of the, because you guys did train them to shoot the uh, sails. Yeah. So they've shot oh, fire. Yeah, those are, they've yeah. shot fire arrows into the sails, so the sails are on fire. Okay. Love it. Okay, I'm gonna climb up on the front of the boat, kind of balancing on that beam, and oh, then okay. gotcha. you know what I mean. Yep. So you're trying to get a little bit closer than 60 feet. Yeah, just I just want to be a tad closer, just in case I feel like if I need to jump over. Okay, you can do a 50 foot leap. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Maybe they can get the boat closer if I need to. Anyway, I'm gonna shoot some arrows. So there's a cluster of three up in the top of the boat, and then it looks like there's a cluster around Nomis, right? Uh, oh my Vaso. god, we have to stop saying Nomis. Around Vaso, right? Correct. Okay, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna give some support to my buddy. So I'm going to target specifically the people around him. Okay, not him. Not him. Just need to clarify. Yeah, not him. You have advantage. Um, yes, don't forget you have advantage because they're within five feet of us so while he's raging. 22 for my first hit. That's going to hit. 11 damage on that. Second arrow is a 25 with nine damage. Did I hit anyone that has below their hit point max? Yes. Add five. All right. To that you person. downed the person. So basically, a picture, the person you shot first was the person that had their back to you. Yep. And you just pump two arrows in him and he drops. Okay. Like a sack of potatoes. Okay. And then turns into a dark shard. Sorry. I have to keep remembering, I need to specify what they turn into when you're dealing with pirates. Or if they turn yeah. into anything. Yep. That was Woods. So we're up to Vaso. You now have three enemies around you. All right. He's going to swing out one of them. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> 19. 19 hits. 13 damage. Right. Still, she's still standing. Yep, he's still standing. I'll swing at him again. All right, sounds good. 22. 22 is going to hit, believe it or not. Six damage. Rolled a one on that one. This guy is still standing, but not very good. Like, he can't hold his sword up anymore, but he is not backing down. I'm picturing the guy from uh, Monty Python. It's just oh, a flesh hey, can I do? Can I do reckless attack on that last one? What does reckless attack do? Uh, so once per turn, I gain advantage. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's I, there's not the first attack, yeah, gotcha. so I, I've already passed it. Never All mind. Right, sounds good. And then I guess I'm gonna have you roll a perception check, but at disadvantage because it is silent right now. And this is just Vaso for the listener. Eleven is the lower one. Okay. Yeah, you're too busy with your raging out and trying to fight the people next to you. So. It's got to be a weird feeling fighting, and it's just, like, completely silent. Silent. Yeah. 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 He he doesn't even notice. He's he's, he's, He's screaming and not, like, he thinks he can hear himself. Yeah, just hearing. Well, I can't. I wouldn't be able to hear myself, would I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so it is going to throw him off. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. What's going on? (laughs) All right, Kincaid. I'm going to command some of the deckhands to start trying to help bring the old man closer to the boat. Okay. Like, maybe throw some, like. Life rings, what are they called? Yep. Yeah. I think it's life ring. So yeah. they'll have something medieval version of a life ring. Something flotational. I'm yep. sure we got it just to help get so him on the ship. Grab it. They probably have cargo nets because it is a merchant ship. That so would be perfect. Put the cargo net in so you just hold on and then they can just yeah, bring them in. in. Yep. Yep. And then tell the merfolk to get underwater and get to our ship. Okay. Sounds good. So we'll At- say that was your bonus action. So you kind of direct everybody, give direction to the merfolk. I think that's reasonable, right? So you still have an action? Uh, Well, my flaming sphere is still sitting there. Are these pirates still in the... The pirates would 
not be standing right next to the flaming sphere, but obviously you can move it around. So if you want to continue to move it around and try to hit the pirates, you can. But these ones, again, are a little bit smarter than the last ones you fought against, so they do spread out a little bit more. We'll say you can hit two of them. Yeah, I'm going to ram it into two of them. Okay. Seven. Okay, so you grab two of the three that are up there for seven fire damage. Enemy one, some of them that are up there getting shot at you realize that you are the person that's controlling this sphere. And you see them quickly get their bearings and they run over to the cannon. Two of them come over to the cannon. And one of them is starting to load it. And the other one is getting gunpowder ready to go, like a prime and charge. They're not going to be able to fire it this round because it takes two rounds to fire a cannon. The other guy is, you notice he's going to start running to the back of the ship with quite a bit of speed. He's only going to make it about halfway, though, because we did establish it's about a 60-foot ship. So he makes it about halfway down. You don't know what he's doing, but he's fleeing. He's running. Okay. Yep. You're going to say the mage has now made it enough that he can cast a spell. So as soon as you see him break that silence barrier, I don't know if you can see the barrier or not, but as soon as he realizes he has the barrier... Kincaid, go ahead and roll an Arcana check. Five. Five. <laughs> yes. uh, and then Woods, you can go ahead and make a perception check. Uh, you can make it with advantage since you were physically targeting this guy earlier. 22. 22. You see that when he breaks that barrier, he takes a quick eyeglass out, looks at you. So that's what you kind of catches your eye, That maybe that fl- flash of the sunlight on uh-huh. the eyeglass. And then you see him turn and he kind of like uses his finger and writes cursive. Okay. And you kind of see like words appearing magically. And then he like swooshes it away and the words disappear. You sent a message to someone. Awesome. Is it my turn? It is your turn. I'm going to shoot him. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust this fella at all. 27. That hits. Nine damage. And I'm going to shoot him again because I really don't like him. Yep. 19. Okay. Yep. Hits. Or 10 damage. Yeah. You was you can roll your Callus Slayer too, because he was Oh under. yeah. Oh yeah, he was yeah. He was, you hit him oh, and crap. made him fall. <laughs> I just my dice went one. One? I mean it went off the table if you will let me re-roll it, but Sure, you can re-roll it. Six. Okay. As you see him do his symbol and sends his message out, you then pump him with two arrows and you see him fall and turn into a dark shard on his way down. Perfect. Ha-ha! Talk about me behind my back. <laughs> In cursive, nonetheless. In cursive. Cursive? What a pompous mage. Wow. <laughs> pompous. Uh, Vaso, go ahead and roll a perception check. 13. I would say even with the 13, just because you are in this melee combat with them, you sense that they all got a little bit distracted, and then a black shard lands like on your shoulder and hits you. So they're all a little bit distracted right now because they seemed really surprised. So the black shard just moved and... It, it, you got hit by the black shard that fell from the, oh, from the tower. Oh, okay, from the, the guy that was yeah. up. Okay. The mage, I think we all assumed the, the shard suspended in air. I always I assumed, assumed they you, suspended like only like a foot off the ground. Okay. I always oh, okay. pictured it. I, I guess didn't think about it. Yeah, I thought it was... <laughs> Everything we fought has been on the ground anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. We haven't really fought a flying Anything thing. in the air. Yeah, yeah. I know they float in water because we already talked about that. Yeah. I was just pictured like a foot above the ground okay, for some so reason. So it had to come down. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought it would just like hang out there. But that's cool. No, that's fine. Just going to like push the thing away and then swing at the next person. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have advantage on this attack because they're kind of in shock. 
I got 15. Hits. Wow, oh, that barely stayed on the table. Seven, <laughs> seven damage. That seven. roll. Okay. One died, because that was the one that was barely on his last legs. Okay. His sea legs. His sea legs failed him. His sea legs. <laughs> All right. Uh, he'll just move on to the next guy. Yep, sounds good. <laughs> Swinging away out there. Remember that time Vaso took down an entire ship of pirates mm-hmm. hey, by himself? I think. I think I forgot to have my pirates roll one of the times. Uh, that's okay. four, 14. <laughs> that meet? Uh, 14 ties. So ties go to the attacker. Okay. Uh, 10 damage. I'm not going to forget my guys this time around, but Kincaid, you are first. Uh, seeing that these guys are going towards the cannon, I'm going to direct the guys to shoot their arrows at the cannons. Okay. Sounds good. Just the cannons, not the people. They're hoping that they miss and... Actually people. hit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ding, ahead. Ding, ding. Go ahead and roll your uh, d20s to see if they hit the cannons or not. Six, man, this okay. ice is terrible. I love seventeen. How, I love how your crew has become like your little familiars. Pretty much, <laughs> I love it. The one that you did really low on, that's just going to hit the side of the boat, and then the other one, it's going to hit the cannon perfectly, but like in the middle of the cannon, so he just like shoots into the hole of the cannon. <laughs> All right. He did. Uh, a, he did. He hit a great shot. He did. Yeah. yeah. Bullseye. <laughs> Bullseye. Kincaid's going to sigh, and he's going to ram his flaming sphere into the pirates. Okay, and then are loading the cannon. Yeah. All right. They're going to have their deck saves at disadvantage. Five. Six. So they'll take the whole five damage, and go ahead and roll a d twenty. Yeah, just a straight d twenty. Man, five. All right. It does not catch the. Uh, charge on fire yet. All right. Are these guys still looking? Yeah, they're still All right. up. All right. I'm just going to cast a firebolt at okay. one of them. At one of them? Yep. Sounds good. Well, no. I'm going to do magic missile. I'm going to have two Energy go into hit. Two darts go into the guy actually, I think, is going to light it. And all then right. actually all three are going to go into the guy that gonna lights try it. To light. Okay. Sounds yep. good. It's uh, 3d4 plus 3. 6, 7, 10 damage. You are able to drop that guy as he's getting ready to light the cannon. He just drops his matchstick and turns into a dark shard. I will point out that everybody you have fought so far, when they have perished, they've turned into a dark shard. You haven't seen anyone turn into a corpse yet. I don't know if that helped or not. Oh, it, it totally does. Good. And that brings me up to my enemies. All right, they're not going to forget to attack <laughs> Vasa this time. I'm just going to give him a multi-attack just because I forgot last yeah. time. Sure. 16 to hit. Yep. All right, I'm going to take seven slashing damage. And I got a critical, which is going to do 12 plus seven. So 19 slashing damage. The pirate that is up by the cannon that didn't die is going to try to pick up the match and light the cannon, but he's not aiming. So he's going to have disadvantage on his attack against the Jacques. I got a 16 though. So I'm gonna say he hits and puts a hole in the Jacques just above the waterline. Okay. So you're fine for now, but if you're gonna get into rough seas, you might start taking on some water. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can patch it up. Yep. We got a down ship. Yeah, you can find some uh, material from. Unfortunately, Vaso, you see this guy continue to run to the back of the ship. Go ahead and make one more perception check. Three. Vaso, you don't see it. Kincaid and Woods, you guys see the guy kind of dive and hit a button, and now all of a sudden there's a dark mist that is starting to appear around this pirate ship. Oh my god, we're going to yell at Vaso. You try to yell at Vaso, but no sound goes through. Because you cast silence on the... 
I don't know if it's a concentration spell, if you can break it or not, or if it's a permanent, you know, like, I don't know. It just says up to 10 minutes. Does it have a C next to it? It does. That means it's concentration. Oh, so I break my concentration. Okay. Sorry. Good. Oh, good. Good no. D&D in here. So I break my constitute my concentration, and I'm going to scream, Vaso, phase round! Vaso, get off phase round! Vaso's going to look around and... Start seeing we'll... that there's a dark mist forming around this ship. Yeah. I guess he's just going to run and jump off board. Okay, go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw. Slipping on all that blood you just shed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, 17. So you kind of slip a little bit, but you get your traction and like you jump off the boat and then like as soon as your like foot leaves, the boat just disappears and you just <laughs> land right in the water. Um, Without a of, foot. What type of armor are you wearing? I think it's light. It's not heavy armor. You start to get yeah. drunk. Okay. Yeah, it, it's pretty light. Yeah. Not... Oh, you're a barbarian. You usually do unarmored. I think it's how we have you set up. Yeah. I keep thinking you're fighter just because you annihilating things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but your heavy axe is going to start pulling you down. So go ahead and make a strength saving throw to see if you are going to be able to hold on to your axe and still swim. So I get advantage on... Yep, you're still raging. Raging in the water. Well, I get... Water rage. Uh, water rage. Just in general, I get advantage water on strength saving throws. When you're raging, I think. You get proficiency in your strength saving throws. Oh, okay. That's what the dot means. 16. Right. Plus, do I add my... Nope, 16 is above the DC. So you're able to hold on to your axe and you're just kind of trolling water. And we are out of combat now. I'm going to yell over to some deckhands to come help me get Vasa out of the water. So you're able to use the same net that you got the old man out of the ship with and are able to get Vasa out of the water. The merfolk don't want to come onto your ship because they are mermaids, but they are swimming around making sure their merchant that they were escorting is okay. I'm going to start having the deck hand start getting stuff together to repair the Jacques. Okay. So we could probably repair it from the inside too, right? Yeah. You'd okay. be able to get yeah, on the so inside. Yeah, so I don't have to be on the outside. Yeah. But you could probably do a better patch if you did inside and outside. But Yeah, I can start working on the inside and then yeah, exactly. I'll do get the outside. Get the inside sealed and then yeah. you're basically double sealing that right. bridge. Are we going to have the talk to the merfolk and their ship? Like what are we? I guess the merfolk weren't on the... Ship, right? It was a merchant ship, right? Thank you for saving me. I was just trying to bring some supplies to the merfolk capital when we were attacked. You're talking to me? You're the one that said, should we talk to him? Oh, okay. So you can up to talk to you? Sir, are you, do you need to sit down? Do you need some water? Are you okay? Oh, thank you. Yes, I need to sit down. I'm going to like bring him over to a bench or something on the ship. I, I'm, my name's Red. What's your name? Oh, okay. It's okay if you don't remember. I don't know. Maybe you hit your head. Like, do, do you know who you are? Do you know who, what day it is today? Who the leader is? And she's kind of realizing. Are she you making doesn't... sure this guy's alert and oriented? Yes. <laughs> Going through the concussion protocol that I feel like the order taught us. I'm sorry, sir. I, I, do you remember your name? Do you remember? Like, did you hit your head? Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I, I did hit my head, but I, I think I'm fine. Okay. Um, I'm doing okay. Thank you. Okay. So did you, do you, do you have a name? Oh, yes, Terry. Hi, hi, Terry. Okay, uh, Terry. My name's Rad, and these are these are my friends. What was your? Can you? And he's gonna see your kind of merfolk friend. He thinks you're a merfolk. Can Can you have your merfolk ally maybe go see if he can save my my coffee? 
my, my shipment. Oh, okay. Is that what you were bringing to sell as coffee? Yes. Yes. I was bringing. Uh, she's going to look over the side of the boat. It's coffee, like, coffee from Vorsine. The whole, the whole thing's underwater? Yeah. The whole thing's underwater. <laughs> What was this coffee in? I, I, I don't know if they were they're in some crates, some some wood crates. The wood crate. Yeah, let's we we can see. We can yes, we can do that, that. That'd be that'd be great. It's, is there anything oh. else on your ship? Like like is there any like any personal items or money or things like that we could we could probably try to go down and find that. Oh, I, there's this little tiny it's like a a moose sled. It's like a, a little figurine that was given to me by my grand grandson. Okay, yeah. Why don't you sit down here and we'll, and we'll let we'll let Kincaid and and our our Mer friends see if they can go find some things. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll gladly go take a look. He's going down there anyway to find stuff to repair the shop. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so he'll jump in the water. Yep. And at first he's going to talk to the Mer folk. Thanks for your help. That was well, of course well, well timed. We were about ready to lose not only the stock but our merchant as well. Terry here is one of our, our favorites. He uh, brings us that sweet coffee from Orsine. I don't think I've had that yet, but oh yeah, it's, it's really good. It's it's what the giants are known for. That mm, coffee. Okay. coffee. Well, coffee, he, coffee. Terry wants us to see if we can go find any of his coffee. Although I'm sure it's yeah ruined under there. It's but, pretty. And then like, but there's like a you, moose head. He's as looking you stick for. your head under the water, you see like just a, it's like just you see black, it already so black, it, like, like it's, mixing <laughs> in with the ocean. I'll kind of do like a. Oh, it is pretty tasty. <laughs> it's kind of salty, but you know, because he hasn't seen Merfolk. Yeah, he, Kincaid hasn't seen Merfolk. So yet. where where are you all from? Oh, we're we're the escort. So we escort the merchants back and forth from our capital, Kararu. Where's that in relation to here? I've oh, I've never been up there. I've never seen anyone. It's only about a day swim. The reason we've been doing these escorts is we've been having a pirate problem. They seem to be searching for something. We're always seeing them, but sometimes they interact with us, sometimes they don't. I guess today they were just in a mood to play. I don't know. Go ahead and roll a history check. Five. Okay. Yeah, you didn't notice anything on the ship because you were busy with the pirates. Yeah, they seem to be, I don't know, searching for something. I'm not sure, but they there's all these, these big explosions, and we try to avoid them, and we've started escorting our merchants. Apparently, we just weren't able to succeed on this one, and they got one of our allies, which I guess we need to scoop up that and add him to the collection. Uh, this may seem like a weird question, but have you seen other Tritons in this realm before? What is a Triton? Me. No. Okay. That's what I thought. I'm sorry. Are you looking for your people? Long you story, tried, but I'm looking- tried the South Sea? I'm looking for my home. Oh. Well, I don't think it's here on this. You don't think it's in our ocean? Yeah, I guess there's a sea that's surrounded by land in the south. Maybe you could try there. Okay. That's, I heard the battle, and then when I saw the merfolk, I got a little overzealous since I've never seen merfolk oh. here before. So, well, I'm happy fellow sea creatures such as ourselves are here. If you, I feel like I would need to invite you. Maybe our, our queen would know more. That'd be cool. Yeah. What's your, <laughs> what's your queen's name? Queen Cole? Queen Cole. Yeah, and it's just north of here? Yes, I mean, we're kind of, I'm going to be honest, we kind of need some help with the pirates, and you guys seem quite capable. So I'm uh, hoping. We have, we have a whole issue with our the pirates. We're actually kind of on the lookout for them as well. Well, maybe you can help us with some of our escorts or maybe see what these pirates are up to. I don't, I don't know. Well, that's what we're doing now, trying to see where these pirates are going, why they're here. 
I'm actually Kincaid. I'm second mate for Captain Brandon on the Jacques. Oh, also so a merchant ship. Ask your captain if he can. Yeah, so we're I'm already protecting the Jacques, but while we're out in patrol, yeah, I'm definitely out looking for pirates and okay. trying to stop them from whatever bad things they're doing out here. Okay. Well, I guess see if your captain's okay with coming back to the capital with us. We can drop off Jerry and Jerry or Terry. Terry, Terry. but whatever. Harry. We can, we can drop Larry. off. We can <laughs> drop off Terry. You can um, ask the queen if maybe she knows anything about. You said. Triton. Tritons? Yes. Okay, maybe maybe she knows something. Yeah, where is that in relation to um, Castroon? Castroon? Oh, Castroon, we'd still have to go. I mean, he would describe it's about a one-day swim up north to get to where the Merfolk capital is, which is underwater. And then from there, it would be about, he would say, like a week's swim to get to Castroon. Okay, so it would take us a week to get up there anyway. To get to Castroon, yeah. It's yeah. not a, so it's we're a, not close. Okay. All right. I, I probably should have asked that question okay. in the beginning. It feels like it's on the way. Yeah. Purposely, you guys were doing a big hook around Charcoal Bay because you didn't want to run into the pirates, mm-hmm. or at least a lot of pirates. So this was the idea was to go up north and then around, which brought you close to the Merfolk capital. Maybe I can convince Captain Brandon to make a pit stop. I can go talk to the Merfolk. We can patch up the ship for a day, recover for a day. All right. Sounds good. I will ask the Merfolk if they can help me maybe salvage some of the ship. Okay, yeah, you guys will be able to salvage. And look for the, that moose head Yeah, thing. so what he's looking for, and you'll be able to find it because stuff hasn't sunk that much, and it's a, actually a wood carving, so it would be floating. I mean, it is from Vorsine. So Vorsine is the giant's capital, which is known for moose sledding is their big attraction. So this is like a, basically think of like a horse-drawn sled, but like a small carved version of it. And it says, to the best granddad ever. All right. So we found the moose head. Yep. Found some stuff to patch up. Yep. You got the ship patched up. Well, say you just patched up enough that it, you know it's going to be seaworthy, not take on water fashion. You can get it off. But you'll probably want to, when you're at the Merfolk capital, spend a little bit more time patching it up. Yeah, that's what I was figuring. Yeah. Okay. While I go talk to Queen Cole. Queen Cole. So as you guys arrive at the Sun Reef Archipelago... It is a series of islands that is surrounded by the Merfolk city. On the island itself is a bunch of like bungalows and stuff like that. And for world history side, the main export or tourist attraction for the Sun Reef Archipelagos is like a resort destination spot. It's very remote up on the beach because the Merfolk are all mermaids. They don't actually go on the beach. So it's kind of like that's your private time. And then they'll show you around like all the reefs and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a Jamaican vacation thing. Kind of like scuba diving or snorkeling or whatever. Yep. Exactly like that. And you pull up to a dock and there's a very large diving bell, which will let you get underwater. And we'll pick up on that. Ah, looks like the bard has done it again. What a splendid crowd y'all have been. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Cottage Rest Inn. Hey guys, it's Mike, your host and Dungeon Master at Carriage Rest Tales. I just want to say thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It really means a lot to us. If you are enjoying the content and you haven't already, please give us a five-star review. It's really going to help us grow our listenership and be able to reach more people. 
I also want to give a special thanks to Tabletop Audio for providing the background music for today's episode.